You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Jan. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program. I'm Kushi Jadhav. Uh, yes, it is me again. Um, even though Ian's in the room with me, <laughs> I'm going to do it completely solo today. Uh, today is a really interesting show. We have a lot to cover and I'm really excited to showcase a little interview I did with a good friend of mine, Hiba Ali, um, who's a short film director, but we'll get into that later on. Um, but yeah. Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical, community-owned media during our Radiothon. We'll be taking donations online, over the phone and in the station to help keep 3CR going for another year. Independent community media is vital and we need your support to keep community strong. The 3CR Radiothon kicks off in June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au, call the station on 03-9419-8377 or drop in at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during business hours. 3CR, keep Keep community community strong. strong. Twenty-sixth of May is Sorry Day. Every year, Australians observe this day to remember the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who were forcibly removed from their families and communities. In 1997, a report was tabled into Parliament to document the stories of stolen generation survivors. The report was called Bringing Them Home and shared the harrowing accounts of survivors, as well as groups involved in the removals. The first Sorry Day was observed on May 28, 1998. Sorry Day is not a passive date. It requires action, especially from settlers. So what can we settlers do? A few things, actually. Firstly, support Aboriginal organisations run by and for Aboriginal people. One organisation we recommend is the Dagjawa Foundation. Dagjawa supports Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander families who have lost a loved one in custody. Go to dagjawa.com.au to donate. Another way you can show your support is by getting behind publications such as Indigenous X. Indigenous X is a 100% Indigenous-owned and operated independent media. Visit indigenousx.com.au to hear directly from the community. A caution to First Nations peoples that this ad contains sensitive content about the stolen generations. For many Aboriginal Victorian community members, the trauma from forced removal still runs deep. 
In consultation with community, the Victorian Government has developed the Stolen Generations Reparations Package. We acknowledge there is still more to be done to address injustice experienced by Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. For more information, contact 1800 566 071 or please visit the website. A 3CR supporter. All right, I'm really excited for this one. My good friend, as I said before, Heba Ali. She's a short film director, all-round creative, and she's just an awesome person in general. Um, she's of South Asian descent. Um, she lives in Sydney, where I'm from, and I'm really just excited to display um, just some of her creative side, why it's important to me, and most importantly, how she incorporates her culture within the work she does. How are you? How's everything going? Yeah, good. I mean, um, Melbourne, as you know, the weather, she's a little bit feisty. I know you're based in Sydney. Yeah, Mm. yeah, exactly. It's kind of the same over here. A little bit um, not Australian-like weather, but what can Mm. you do? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And give her this opportunity to introduce herself. I'm very excited about this one because you know when I love a little brown baddie on here? Um, But yeah. Up you go, me. <laughs> I love that. Well, I love firstly having chats with other brown baddies. So I love mm-hmm. that. Um, to anyone who doesn't know me, my name is Heba. I am a filmmaker and a writer based in Sydney, um, Southwest Sydney specifically. Um, and I guess because she found me through TikTok or yes. uh, where I was like kind of mm. um, promoting my short film, Ungrazi, which I released. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, which I released a couple, maybe like a month ago now. Mm. Um, Mm. that's why, like, been my first like short film that I've released to the public, and I've been super happy with like all of the like the reception and everyone's like kind words and all of this kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, I like that's kind of my main thing. I'm working on a bunch of other projects, and I just like to, I guess, I kind of like categorize myself as just like a an all-round creative I guess yeah no I and that's like I think that's something I'm really gonna dive deep a little bit because um I don't know I feel like we need like some sort of professionalism when we're talking about creatives and I think that's insane that you've been able to do that uh but uh, let's talk a little bit about the short film uh because Mm -hmm. that's obviously extremely exciting it's very recent on Grazy obviously it um I guess, first of all, can I just say, I just love that you decide to title it not a traditional English word. So Uh, um, I I think that's incredible. Uh, In terms of the background behind, I know I've already seen your TikTok, so I feel like (laughs) I'm just like, (laughs) I know the answers, but I want want our listeners to know, like, what was your inspiration behind creating this short film or mainly you as a filmmaker? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, there were definitely multiple little inspirations that kind of amalgamated to become like one big idea that eventually became the short film. Um, it did start on like a train with one of my friends. Like we were just having a conversation. His name is Ruby and he's also in the, in the film. Um, we were talking about, we were talking about like something random and he kind of pronounced the word banana like an American like he was like banana and I was like that is so strange because I've known him for like years and I've never heard him like kind of 
say that. <laughs> I was like, did you like say that on purpose? And he's like, yeah, like um, I learned English through like TV because he grew up in Sri Lanka. Um, and so like that's kind of, that was his like kind of first exposure to the English language and Western culture, I suppose. And it made me kind of reflect on, you know, my own speech patterns and, you know, people around me. Um, because particularly coming from Western Sydney, I think we sound a lot different to people in other parts of Sydney or even like Australia. Um, and I, yeah, and I think a lot of how we sound and speak and the words we use in the vernacular that we kind of incorporate in our language, I guess, comes from TV and media a lot. And then I, it got me like doing some research on like TV and media and obviously sitcoms were one of those like popular genres that are still popular now um and upon my research um I came across uh this there's like a music video called Moonlight by Jay-Z and I know exactly what you're talking about yeah <laughs> yeah so this is actually this is actually separate to like my like mm-hmm ideas surrounding like language Mm -hmm. and stuff it's just been one of my favorite music videos for a really long time um and I loved the concept of like an all-black friends cast and Mm -hmm. um obviously that video was doing much more than just having an all-black friends cast like it was kind of speaking on it was making its own commentaries but I think what stuck with me was like it was so beautiful and almost jarring as well to see like a show that's been so familiar a show that I grew up with like friends and seeing it recast to have all black actors and I it made me realize how jarring it is to see a scene with no white people and I thought about like every other kind of sitcom has maybe one token person of color and which Mm -hmm. led me to kind of that 70s show which does have that um and more often than not, they're very like caricatured and not, you know, they're just the butt of the joke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, so I kind of wanted to bring those two ideas and basically Ungracie features a, um, a 70s sitcom, not mm-hmm. unlike that 70s show, where um, the entire cast is South Asian, except for maybe like one token white character, which is just kind of like a play on that trope. Mm-hmm. Um and then the way that it ties into the idea of language and all that kind of stuff is the main character, Fahad, um, learns English through the, this sitcom where he kind of sees people who look like him reflected. Um, and I think that's very important, especially with representation, being able to see yourself and then engaging with that story in a way that perhaps you wouldn't if you didn't see a version of yourself yes, on screen. Yes. And so... Yeah, that was a very long-winded answer. No, no. Oh, but it's so well said, (laughs) Eva. Oh, my God. So, like, you you can see the passion behind, like, everything you do. But I wanted to touch on um, when you talked about engaging with, you know, with uh, seeing diversity in a casual setting like a sitcom. So I think that's something Mm -hmm. that I think was really powerful about Ingrazi is that you, like, yeah, so many influences, like so many parts even of our personality come from what we see. And we obviously Mm. see like TVs and movies in a really casual setting on the couch, we have popcorn. Um, And I think what you've done is you've put like what we normally think is in our subconscious, like, you know, growing up, yeah, 
even I thought I was a bit of an outsider because I'm like you said, like friends, like they're all the same. Like even the even the extras, are, like if you look at the mm, background, they're all yeah. white as well. And so I thought that uh, yeah, it, it's really funny because you've put it on its head and you've developed a really casual setting where the subconscious is in fact about highlighting people of color. And I think mm. that's really incredible. I, I feel like, you know, and then you don't get that tokenism, which is making it very, very obvious. Um, yeah. And also not serious either. Yeah, for um, sure. I think um, it was like, it was like a light kind of play on it. But I think, mm. I think, you know, obviously it's not going to solve anything overnight. But mm. I just thought like being able to explain that feeling of like, look at us not, like, not to say that, you know, I didn't, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I feel like I'm saying that <laughs> mm-hmm. um, even in small doses, being able mm-hmm. to see how important it is to see, like, yourself and, you know, people who look like you on screen, I think it's, I think that's, yeah, I think that's very important. And I think, I think I didn't expect lots of people to say that. Because um, just particularly from people who were messaging me about it or, you mm-hmm. know, came across it like on TikTok or on YouTube, um, I think a lot of them, I wasn't expecting a lot of them to say things like, oh, it was so strange to see like um, a bunch of brown people. Like I want I want an all brown sitcom um, now. I want to see like, I think it kind of awoke that small part of your brain, which is like, hey, hang on, we actually don't ever see this. And I would like to see more of this. And I was really surprised that some people were kind of picking up on that too. And I hope Mm. that we can move into more of a realm where we do see more of that. Like I know, you know, with shows like Bridgerton and stuff coming out, it's not like one brown character. There's like a few. I haven't seen the show. But Mm -hmm. um, I love that aspect about it. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're slowly moving to – we're moving out of tokenism very slowly um, and moving into like you know authentic representation which I yes authentic and before. natural and it just feels right like yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. um I wanted to talk about representation in terms of being a child did you feel mm-hmm. like growing up being someone who is a person of color and in particular brown did you feel that and I know I have my own opinions as well did you feel like ever not I don't know, like stereotypically beautiful, and and I I want to touch on that because I just had a, a an episode before talking about how people were you know now like getting tans and like they're probably mm. jealous of people and and for me it's really hard for me to digest that because I I don't even know no one even told me that I was like ugly or like particularly mm. like mocked me but like there were so many silent killers that like built that opinion about myself and so for me even people tell me like now that I feel beautiful I feel it's a little bit strange um what about for yourself as a child like I want to know what your experience is with that yeah no that's actually a great question um and I'm like thank you for sharing your um (laughs) your experience too Mm -hmm. because it's really nice to hear that um I'm just yeah I think I'm thinking back on my childhood um and you know I was using like skin lightening products and stuff like that um and 
you know, I think our parents didn't know better back then. Mm-hmm. And as I've grown, I've kind of been like, um, that was really messed up. <laughs> and, you know, we've kind <laughs> yeah. of grown, you know, our families or I don't know, our culture is like, there's colorism very ingrained in our culture. That particularly was like the one thing I would think about when I was younger, like, cause I was much darker when I was younger. Um, just because, you know, playing out in the sun, having a good time. Um, but I think in terms of I've always felt beautiful, to be mm-hmm. honest, um, and not in. And I think it's not to say that you know people have never said that I am ugly. I people in primary school have like literally called me monkey, um, have you know like literally pointed out how different I am from them, um, and which is really interesting too because I grew up in a very diverse area, um, but yes. it was people who had lighter skin but were also ethnic. All right. Um, I know you guys love hearing from Heba and I enjoyed that interview too. We did have to cut it a little bit short, um, but you can always find her on her Instagram at heba.a. Support her short film Ungrazy, which can be found on YouTube and Vimeo as well. Um, it's been an absolute delight hearing from Heba and just go support her. She's a great person. Accented women. It seems so obvious to me that if you live in a in a completely violent um, cultural milieu, that it's going to translate into every aspect of women's lives. Accented women. What's a border? They don't see it like a big wall right along the. How the can country. people live ordinary lives when they're living in such an extraordinary situation, where there are two, where there are armies there and terrorists there, and such conflict every single day of their lives? Accented women. A show by and about women from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. On Community Radio 3CR. Genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing whitefellas learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune in to Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. They're pulling on the boots in Brazil and wiping off the eggshells in Moorabbin. Fascism's on the march and we say, yeah, nah. Yena Passaran is a new weekly program on 3CR dedicated to tracking this rise in Australia, Aotearoa and all around our increasingly warm little globe. Every Thursday at 4.30pm, we'll be talking to writers and fighters about some angry blighters. Sisters, we don't need that 
Welcome back to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program that also airs on Radio Skid Row. To listen back, please find us on 3cr.org.au slash Blues on our Instagram, 3cr.diasparablues. And taking us out is Archie Roach with his haunting track, Took the Children Away. I'm Cushy, and I'll see you again next week. This story's right, this story's true I would not tell lies to you Like the promises they did not keep And how they fenced us in like sheep Said to us, come take care of him Set us up on mission name Told us to read, to write and pray then they took the children away, took the children away, the children away. Snatched from their mother's breast, said this is for the best, took them away. Welcome in the Holy Spirit, said you've got to understand. We'll give to them what you can't give. Teach them how to really live. Teach them how to live their sin. Humiliated them instead. Taught them that and taught them this. And others taught them prejudice. Took the children away. The children away Breaking our mother's heart Carrying us all about Took them away One dark day on Framling Hand Came and didn't give a damn My mother cried Go get their dead He came running Mother's tears were pulling down Dad shaped up and stood his ground He said, you touch my kids and you fight me Then they took us from the family Took us away They took us away Snatched from our mother's breast this is for the best took us away
yet feeling black One sweet day, all the children came back The children came back The children came back Back where their hearts closed on Back where they all belong The children came back Said the children came back The children came back Back where they understand Back to their mother's land The children came back Back to their mother Back to their father Back to their sister Put on that crown 
Listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.